With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, Try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blue culinary. This is a production of ITM Media. Good day to everyone listening to this episode of Ramblin' About Racing. Matt Beamer here as always, joined by Charlie Herkus. Austin Reeves, I guess, is now an official host of Ramblin' About Racing. I have to update the website there for you guys. And you will never believe who's back this episode. None other than one, the only, Preston Lude. I guess just in time for Throwback Weekend here at Darlington. Gentlemen, it's good to see everybody. Thanks for being on the show. But we're going to start off with Preston. Where have you been? What you've been doing? And how have you been doing, buddy? I've been hiding. Now, hiding from what? Secret land far, far away. You got you to gotta explain to everybody out there on Rambling About Racing who is expected to hear your voice since I, I, I think the last time you were on was Daytona, but I can't even be sure of that. I can't really be sure of that either, honestly. I don't know if I'd call it a hiatus. Life tends to get a little bit busy. Now, so how busy, how busy has it gotten that you couldn't hang out with myself, Charlie, Austin, and the rest of the rambling about race and nation? Believe me, I, I, I haven't missed it. I sit here and think about it all the time. I listen to you guys when I'm not here. <laughs> and I cry myself to sleep every night. No, I'm just kidding. I'll do that. But anyways, yeah, so no, uh, life busy. I try to keep up with racing as much as I can. I'm trying to give NASCAR more of a chance these days, but thankfully I have trusty friends like James Maples who texts me and tells me what time the green flag actually is. So I don't have to watch any of the God awful pre-race coverage. Oh, wow. So coming out of the great yeah. swing in there, I, do I will come out and it. swing for the fences. <laughs> I got to agree with him on that. You know, I've, I've said that a few episodes ago that 
the pre the pre race coverage has got to get better. And I I have I also have a couple of other things about the race coverage itself, but I mean I can I can harp on those later or whatever if you want me to. But I'm just I'm happy to be back. Well, Formula One sucks too, but that's okay. No. <laughs> Oh no! Shots fired already. No, 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 Preston, you're you're glad to be back. But how often are you going to be back following this episode? This is episode 129, I believe. How I often? will try to be back as often as I can. As a great Jedi Master Yoda said, "Do or do not. There is no try." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that yeah, was Jesus. Sure. No, that was Yoda. <laughs> Jesus said a lot of other things that are more beneficial than that. Yeah. I mean, that's I have nothing else to say about that except that. that. But, Charlie, Preston is glad to see you back, man. Charlie, we'll, go, we'll, no, we'll start off with Austin here. Kind of. Well, I want to start <laughs> no, off with I think, We need to start off. No, we'll, we'll go to Austin. We'll, we'll end on me. I want to end on Charlie because he's got a good story to tell us here. Austin, how's this going? Thanks for being back on the show. I guess now as an official host of Rambling About Racing. Going pretty good. Had to work today. Sweating a little bit. Just glad to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem whatsoever. You've been a great addition to the show. I'm glad Charlie brought you on and just happened to be one of those things where you just brought on, kind of like Charlie. We just brought him on a few episodes here and there, and all of a sudden he's stuck around. It's kind of like the lost dog syndrome, I feel. And now you're a part of something. <laughs> and I really do appreciate it, Austin. Thanks for being here. Glad you're doing well. Now, Charlie has some stories to tell us here real quick here at the top of the show. And you got to start off before you get into your race, your cup light race this past Saturday at the South Alabama Speedway. What happened prior to that? You know, I thought Friday was going to be a good day. Uh, you know, getting ready to get started towards race weekend. Was headed to work. You know, was having a good day and got done at work. Went to have lunch with the girlfriend. And, you know, here comes the ex-boyfriend. Nobody likes the ex-boyfriends. And he, he, Started off by saying, hey, and then he wouldn't go on. And I told him to leave. He wouldn't leave. I hit him with a left hook, broke my hand. Now, now what did he do to prevent? I mean, what was he, just bugging your girlfriend? Yeah, was he bugging I, you? Uh, Kelsey, Kelsey told him to leave. He wouldn't leave. He he stayed put, and I stood up, told him he needed to go. He smarted off to me, and I didn't like it, so I, I hit him. I don't. I think I blacked out. I, I thought you were right-handed. Why did you hit him with your left hand? Because of the way I was turned to him. Mm. That, that's the Army training right there for you. Got you. Okay. So, so broke broke my left hand, but no, need to say that is not what happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now that was a I good was, beer story. Now tell yeah, us that, what actually happened. That was that was what I, you know, that's what I tell everybody. But um, that's what Matt was believing for a long time. Well, um, he called me up when I was it was Saturday or whatever day it was Friday Saturday, and just said, "Yeah, boy, ex boyfriend came up for my girlfriend and started talking smack and." That's why I'm in this cast. It's like, what in the world, dude? And, yeah. And I bought uh, his so, hook, line, and sinker because he's my he's my best friend, and I, he wouldn't lie to me. And I did, and I just let off with a fib. Yeah, you just let off with uh, a fib, yeah. But that was what so, really happened, man. All right, so now what really happened is I uh, got in a pretty bad car wreck Friday morning uh, on my way to work. Uh, wound up breaking a, a bone in my hand. Um, I got to go. I got an appointment tomorrow morning with orthopedics to find out if I got to have surgery or not based off – what I've talked to everybody so far that has broken that same bone that they've had to have some pin or some type of screw or something like that put in. So uh, not looking good to avoid surgery. Nonetheless, did show up and race Saturday night. Feel like we got the monkey off our back finally this year, finished race, and 
started first, finished second. Uh, just don't have the straightaway speed that we need. Uh, the corner speeds are there. I mean, I feel like we're probably the best car out there as far as through the corners. Uh, we just do not have the straightaway speed that we need yet. We'll get there, uh, I feel, but I'd feel bad that I got beat or, you know, that I almost got beat by a guy that was driving with a broke hand, though, to be honest with you. But nonetheless, it was a good weekend. Got a monkey off her back, finished the race. That's going to help us out in points dramatically. Pending surgery, we'll, we'll go to the next race two weeks from now. And if I got to drive with a cast on, I'll drive with a cast on. We'll see what happens. I told you to take your steering wheel and say, hey, I need this. This is how my cast has to be. Yeah, I, like, I'm gonna have to have it made with it, like, with it angled. Like I'm gonna sit in the car, we'll unload the car in the parking lot, and I'll get in it, and okay. uh, I'll grab the wheel, and they can mold the cast that way. We'll see how so, that works out. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if insurance pays, then insurance pays. Yeah, that's right. I, that's what I say. Well, definitely glad you're all right from that accident, and glad you're doing well. As far as me over here. Everything's going well. I have started a new business, gentlemen. I'm. It's in the developmental stages right now. I'm practicing, but I'm going into the auto detailing business. And okay. hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, it'll launch fully. I still got to practice. I've been practicing on my wife's car, my, my truck, and a few other vehicles I'm going to practice on just to get a technique down. But then business will launch, and we'll see what happens. So hopefully here soon, I'll be a, a firefighter during the day and during the... Other two days off, a auto detailer. Oh. I just want to know what the detailing entails. Are we talking like it's, inside it's the car as well? It's, or? it's cleaning. Yeah. Inside, outside. Okay, see, I, I, I yeah. don't really know very much about this. Well, I don't know either. That's why I'm back. You're, you're in a good area. Uh, yeah. See, I, so a guy we went to school with, uh, Matt, uh, Wesley McPherson. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, I remember McPherson. Um, so, you know, he started his own business in Mooresville doing that. He does boats, uh, cars, all that. And when he's not doing the pit stuff with the teams and stuff, that's what he does. Uh, he's got his own business doing that. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, every now and then when I do talk to him, he's he's doing very well doing that. So uh, you never know, man. It could take off and you'll end up dropping the firefight and stuff altogether. That might be the way I end up going. It's too early to tell yet. But uh, let's just say my wife's fully involved on it and supporting me on that, which is really good. And I hope hey, that- if you if you decide to do a calendar shoot and you need somebody in a speedo, I'll come up there and do a photo. You already done the first calendar shoot. I said you wouldn't. Oh do. man, I had I had the time yet, but it's happening. I promise you. Now that it's warming up, uh, I got a, a dogwood tree out in the backyard that blossoms. That'd be perfect for the background. Okay. So, Trust me, I'll, I'll even hold one of the ducks if it'll let me catch it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. Well, yeah, well, that's what I've been doing other than that. The wife is doing well. Baby's doing well. She's growing like a weed. It's just great seeing the development and seeing the little milestones. I know you, Austin, and Preston are all dad. Or Wait, wait, and i got to say one more thing after this. Austin, is this uh, your wife's first pregnancy? Yes. Okay. Preston and Charlie, you you know what I'm talking about. And Austin, you'll find out that throughout the months as your babies grow, it's just those little things like her smiling at you when she sees you and just the little milestones that she does. It's it's great to see she's doing well. Just just guess. And I got to say this. Last week when Charlie said Austin got his girlfriend pregnant, I bought that hook, line, and sinker. I was like, wait a minute. What's the story? What happened? 
And I was like really intrigued until the whole camera thing happened and the whole blunder happened. But yeah, you had me hook, line, and sinker. Then I realized when I finished editing it, oh, Austin's wife is pregnant with twins. And I just felt so stupid just sitting here wondering why did Austin do that to Charlie? John Austin wouldn't do that. Better yet, I, why would why would Charlie still be friends with him if that yeah. happened? Right. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I had Caroline. And then cue how he breaks sand. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 oh, that makes perfect sense. He broke it on Austin. But see, then then I thought I had Caroline listen to the episode, and she said, "Why did he say that?" It's like Caroline. You're Charlie's girlfriend. Austin's wife is his girlfriend. He could get in, he tries to get any girl he wants and says that's that's my girlfriend. Any girl she he likes with No, really. Caroline's my boo, not my girlfriend. What's There's the, a big difference. What's the difference? <laughs> There's a huge difference. See, when you say she's just, my boo, just ask Caroline. I don't want. Oh no, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to now. I don't want to do that whatsoever. No. Charlie's been here. Uh, Charlie's been my friend for way too long. I can't just say you, you got to go, man. I got too much invested I'll, in him. Me too. He'll pop off a joke like that with Kalen. I can't say anything. I just got to say. Oh that. man, I pu- I pulled into the track at the Rattler that Friday. Well, Friday morning. No, it started um, Thursday night at the shop. I don't even remember what that one was, but it, I, it was Friday morning, and uh, Kalen was walking the dogs. She she looked up and waved at me as I was pulled into the track. Now I, I said, "Damn, girl!" Like, yeah. <laughs> Austin just shot me a bird. Do you want me to tell him the, the story on Thursday night shop? Oh, I can't. Oh, I, I remember. I, I think was it about? Uh, oh, because I got Emma involved. Yep, you did. Get yeah, involved. yeah. Go ahead, tell him. So we were making final preparations on the number eighty three cup lot and. Emma came in and she said, Dad, can I stay with JC? JC's my cousin, my uncle's little girl. And um, he said, You ain't got no clothes. No. So then she came back, said, Dad, can I stay? He said, I'll tell you what. You go tell Kaylin, if she stays with me, you can stay with JC. Well, here goes Emma. Takes off outside. I'm like, She ain't going to ask her. Next thing I know, my wife's, No, 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 no. And Charlie pops off. The dog can come too. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Charlie! Because Caitlin had the dogs with him. I was like, I'm pet friendly. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, man. See, oh, see now gosh. I now I really want to go down to South Alabama, regardless if it's race weekend or not. Just let's spend the night together. We'll, we'll leave the baby just, at Grandma and Grandpa's to, house. Just to listen to and, and me, just, Austin, and Caitlin. I'll even no. I'll even bring the roadcaster, the podcast and stuff, and say hit record and be like, go. <laughs> we'll make our whole new show and it'll just no, take that, off. That's the one you just need, like, whatever. You just need to let Austin spot for me and just sit it up there on top of the thing. We didn't do that, to that, uh, we didn't do that bad this weekend. No, no we that's because we started up front and stayed up front. <laughs> But that three I, that three car in the Cup Light series, God, what the heck? He has. I didn't, I didn't even cuss this weekend. I don't know. I, I I said something to the to the tech guy. I said, "Hey, so when we tearing engines down?" I mean, that guy just took off. Charlie, you so, having a good run? It doesn't look like you hooked the bottom well. I'm finna buy some fuel too, and whether it's three hundred dollars for five gallons or not, I'm finna I'm finna buy some to mix it in with what I'm running now and see. See, see what I got. Next race, so, Char- the Charlie's car is just going to blow off. Blow probably. Up. I'll, I'll send the piston sky high, probably. But, hey, it'll make for a good show. But 
Hey, that was our opening segment. We're glad that you're joining us, whether you're on uh, Burns Radio or your regular podcast platform. Really do appreciate it. Going to get started with our question of the week, which was, should NASCAR have introduced a Gen 7 car like they did the car of tomorrow at certain tracks throughout the course of last season? We're going to start off with Preston on that one. Preston, what do you think? Should NASCAR have gone down that route where they could have introduced it like at Bristol, Talladega, and tracks like that in order to make it better for this season or did they do the right thing and just say everybody's on the same page go i kind of like that everybody was just put on the same page and then just see what happens i kind of i don't know i'm kind of torn in between i i I understand the idea that there would be if we if nascar were to introduce it a little bit at a time but at the same time i think nascar is just trying to figure out ways to make it a little bit more exciting these days so they probably just figured hey you know why not just hey you're all on your own so let's do it I, I kind of agree with you, Preston. It's one of those things where I feel like everybody should be on the same page, but I feel like a lot of the technical stuff and a lot of the things that have gone wrong would have been discovered if they introduced it slowly throughout the course of last season. Uh, Austin, what do you think? Should they uh, should NASCAR have introduced it earlier or throughout the course of last season, or did NASCAR make the right call? I, I don't think it would have hurt anything if they introduced it a little bit earlier, but... I think if they would have, they'd have found a little bit else wrong with it, like the tire situation and stuff like that. But I don't think they got off to a bad start. Didn't they Didn't they test for like two years with the car? Well, they had a mulligan because of COVID. It was supposed to be introduced in 2021, I believe. And they pushed it back to 2022 because of COVID, which caused right. a lot of teams. It, it, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, Which caused a lot of teams to have that extra time to develop it, NASCAR to develop it, but we're still seeing, I feel, issues with the car that would have been discovered if they would have tested it, like the diffuser we talked about after Talladega. I feel like they could have said, okay, now this is going to be the package for Talladega and Daytona. This is going to be the package for short tracks. This is going to be the package for road courses and intermediates. I feel like that would have all been discovered if we would have done actual race settings for the car in 2021. To Preston's point, he makes a good point. Everybody's on the same page figuring it out as they go along. I just, I just feel like it could have been polished a little more. But, Charlie, what do you think? I like the fact that they brought it out all at the same time. Uh, I think that just a race here and there wouldn't have been enough data to really do anything with. I think the fact that it got introduced all at the same time, all the teams are starting off on the same page, it kind of levels the playing field, which is exactly what NASCAR wanted. Sure. Does it suck that we're seeing a lot of issues, whether it be the diffuser or something like that? Sure. Is the one lug nut maybe causing an issue? Sure. But let's face it. It's not just happening on lower level teams. It's happening on top notch teams too, like Denny Hamlin this past weekend that whose pit crews aren't supposed to make mistakes. I mean, these are supposed to be, the best of the best. I mean, your Gibbs pit crews and your Hendricks pit crews and stuff like that are supposed to be the best of the best. Is it really, I'll go back to, you know, is it really one lug nut issues or is it just a seriously a simple mistake on pit road? Yes, we're working out kinks, but I don't think these are kinks that we still wouldn't have been working out even if it would have got introduced a race here and a race there. I don't think there would have been enough data gathered off just doing it here or there last year. So I think COVID, it being pushed back a year, gave NASCAR plenty of time to do what they 
needed to and then pushed it to this year, gave the teams ample amount of time to prepare, and here we are, hate it or love it. Uh, it's time to get with the program and go on. I feel like it's just one of those things, like I said, I'm not going to beat the dead horse about it. I feel like a lot of stuff would have been figured out and then they would have not been in, kind of backed in the corner like they kind of are now, but that's why we have these questions of the week. It's a good one, and I think Austin has a good one for this week. We're going to have him give the question of the week at the end of the show. Let us know what you think using hashtag what you think ITM if you want to be involved and give your opinions on our questions of the week from now on into the future, but now we're going to get into the IndyCar race. Folks, before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there, whether this is your first time listening to Rambling About Racing or your 129th time and further of listening to Rambling About Racing, about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest and greatest Rambling About Racing gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, pint glasses, and so much more. Austin, what was your experience with purchasing from the store uh, it was a great experience went on there put a sweatshirt a t-shirt and a coffee mug in my uh, shopping cart ordered it i think it took uh, two weeks to come in came in quality's great sweatshirt wears phenomenal uh, my wife wears a t-shirt when she goes to bed it's really comfortable so y'all really need to hop on and, and order some stuff all right and charlie for this month of may what's our promo code for this month everybody knows that None of us would be here without Mother's. And Mother's Day is in the month of May. In honor of Mother's Everywhere, this month's promo code is MOTHER. That sounds good. Mother's for Mother's Day for the month of May, and that will get you 10% off of your order on both Teespring and Bonfire. Go check them out. Links will be in the podcast description below. And on ramblingaboutracing.com, like Austin said, good quality gets there fast, and you'll look good in it as well, whether you're at your local short track there in South Alabama or at Daytona, Talladega, wherever you're at. So everybody, you're a fan of Rambling About Racing, buy some merchandise, and all purchases will help us here bring you more content in the future, and hopefully more interactive content in the future. So go check it out again. Mother from the month of May for 10% off of your orders at Teespring and Bonfire. The IndyCar race, did anybody watch it? I know I had a, I had to catch the highlights, but did anybody else watch it? I watched a little bit of it. Uh, star, I think I missed like the last 20 laps. Okay. I, I did not get to watch any of it. We were down at Point Clear. I, I seen a few laps of it that was on the TV, but we were down at Point Clear, so... Yeah, what about Preston? Do you want by any chance to watch uh, it? I didn't watch any of it. Yeah, because I watched a few. I've totally forgot about it, honestly. Well, I, I told, I reminded everybody at the end of every show what's coming up this weekend. But I guess Preston didn't. Well, watch. I recorded it on my TV, but I was just out of town. So, calm down, Scooter. I didn't catch. I didn't catch the whole thing either. I watched bits and pieces of it there. But Pato Pato Award ended up winning the race after leading, and, and what was it's, crazy. It's it's bits and pieces. Yeah, and well, okay. You said bitch and pieces. No, I said bits and pieces. I said bits and pieces. Quit drinking. <laughs> Whatever, man. This is half the fun of the show. I get to drink with my buddies and talk racing. I mean, that's half the fun of the show. And and Austin and is drinking water, and Preston doesn't drink. Only thing be better for us together grilling some damn hamburgers. Yes. Which which is I'm hoping that this auto detailing business picks up, then I'll buy a condo at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you guys can come down for the 600 and Roval weekend. We need to back an RV or like a camper trailer up to uh, turn one and two, 
like they had up there when we were yes, at Roval. I totally agree with that. But what I really want to do, which is on my really bucket list, if not this year, next year, Talladega on Talladega Boulevard. Yes. Okay, Preston's in. Okay, rambling about racing <laughs> yes. will be there one way or another, the whole crew. You heard it here first. But, yeah, I mean, the IndyCar race was a good race. I mean, from what I caught and what the highlights said, like I said, Patro Award ended up winning. Your pick, Charlie, Helio Castanavas finished 21st, and Austin, your pick, Jimmy Johnson, finished 24th, a lap down. And my pick was Roman Grosjean finished 7th. So, winner, winner, chicken dinner right here for the IndyCar race. It was a good race. I, you know... IndyCar on road courses just doesn't do it for me. I'm, I'm with Charlie, like you said, last week. If it isn't on the Roval, it's not as exciting for me. For some reason, the Oval just really does it for me with that. But now we go to Dover. We go to the Monster Mile. We're going to talk about that race weekend. I know Preston has some opinions, and I think some opinions that, were, that we've talked about on the show, but we haven't heard his side on it, starting with the Xfinity race. And, well, first of all, how was the weekend overall for Dover for you guys? I enjoyed it. Probably one of the better races uh, this year. Agreed. And what about you, Austin? You, do you enjoy the races this weekend? I yeah, I enjoyed a lot of hard battling for positions. I really enjoyed this weekend's race. Dover is one of my favorite tracks, like hands down. It's, it's a mile track. There needs to be more, I think, in my opinion, more uh, one-mile tracks, more three-quarters to one-mile tracks, but there's not, unfortunately. Just like New Hampshire. New Hampshire, you know, is a little bit bigger track. So that's why I like Dover. Plus, it's an all-concrete track. So it's it's unique. Yeah, very true. Preston, what do you think about this last weekend's of races? This last weekend? I thought both of them were great. I I thought the uh, racing in both races was great. Um, I'm with Charlie. Honestly, Dover is probably in my top, I don't know, three or four tracks on the schedule. I, I, I love it when they go to Dover, honestly. Yeah, it was good racing overall. The racing, I mean, for the Xfinity and Cup Series, it's rare to have both races be really good. And what yeah, we saw I, at Dover was really good from both Xfinity and Cup. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, the Xfinity race was good hard racing uh, for the most part throughout the race. Same way with the Cup race. Cup race was great racing throughout the race and pretty much throughout the field. Yeah, and you didn't see anybody get out like really crazy far. But at the same time, they if you got clean there... You got out for a little bit until you got into traffic, and then you got to deal with other people. But it was a good weekend of racing. It was just good to watch. It really, there there were some highlights, but there were. It was just fun to watch. It was just kind of pure in my mind. There wasn't one in particular spot I could pick out and say that's what made the weekend because from green flag to checkered flag in both races were really good. And we're going to start off with the Xfinity series. Josh Berry winning. Junior Motorsports having four of their cars in the top five. And Ty Gibbs finishing third. I mean, what do you guys think of the Xfinity race? Nobody I mean, cares about Ty Gibbs. Well, okay. We're going to get back to Ty Gibbs. We'll get back to Ty Gibbs. No, this, this is probably the one and only episode that me and Preston agree on more than one thing. This is two things that we agree on. I mean, <laughs> well, in, in all fairness, Preston wasn't here during the Martinsville episode and during the Richmond episode. So I, I'm going to start off with Preston. Preston. You've heard, I'm sure you heard a few episodes ago where we talked about Ty Gibbs and all his pretty much a magnifying glass on him. What, do you, what are your opinions on Ty Gibbs? I wish the sun would shine and somebody would burn that ant. Wow. Okay. But what, 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 do, you, I, uh, what do you think, Preston? 
We've missed you on the show, buddy. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to hate drivers. You know, I, I understand that, you know, it, it takes a great deal of talent to race and everything like that, but I just, I don't understand Austin, the infatuation don't behind. take a whole lot of talent. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, I don't understand the infatuation behind Ty Gibbs, to be honest. I mean, like, I, you know, I was, you know, I follow like on Twitter and people all went out when he was racing through Arca. Everyone's like, oh, man, Ty Gibbs is the greatest thing ever. And I'm just like, yeah, but look at the equipment he's got. Like, of course he's going to win. He's not, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I need to see more of him and other series and you know like the xfinity and stuff and still it's still the same thing everyone's everyone's just like oh yeah ty gibbs he's a look at this i mean we should be he you know he he's, he's a star and everything and i'm just like i just don't, i still haven't seen enough of him yet you know just because he's driving his grandfather's equipment and everything like that it just doesn't really do it for me still i think he's kind of a prick at times real now now Preston, i'm gonna ask you this question do you think I mean, I, I think you're kind of on the same page with me when it comes to this. Do you think it's more when you, when you see a driver come up like a Ty Gibbs? Do you want to see him race in equipment such as, let's say, GMS Motorsports, kind of the lower level C team, and see if he can elevate that team, or is he up there in front as the, as far as being Ty Gibbs and being this grandson of Joe Gibbs? Is he up there just for the fact that he is in Joe Gibbs' equipment, probably some of the best equipment, maybe a little more effort and focus put on him vice maybe a Brandon Jones in the Xfinity series field. I would love to see drivers like that maybe be put into some lower level equipment because like I said, let's be real. I'm not knocking a driver saying that they, you know, they can't drive. Right? I know it takes ability, but at the same time, let's be real. NASCAR is a heck of a money sport. And if, when you have the money, that's it. I mean, it's just like with formula one, when you have the money, that right there, for the longest time, Lewis Hamilton, look at him. Mercedes had the money. They had the equipment and everything. And now look at it now. Look at the cars now. He can't drive worth the crap in traffic. Let's be real. I would just like to see uh, the drivers prove themselves a little bit more. I mean, come on. You, I can't, I know there are people out there that cannot well, sit here and judge me for saying something like this and to be like, oh, how can you not, not tie no, like, like, no, on. Let's, let's, uh If we want you know to talk about that a little bit further – Look at Ty Dillon, all-star in a truck series in RCR trucks and stuff like that. You put him in anything else but RCR equipment, what's he done? I feel like Ty Dillon has done that. I just feel like he's starting to prove himself in, as far as being a But is that, is that more car this year, the next year in car, leveling the playing field out a little bit? Because let's face it, Ross Chastain's running a whole lot better than he has in years past, too. You're right. You're right. Daniel Suarez is running that, a whole that lot That team better. also got stuff from Chip Ganassi, too, and that's another thing I, I can't stand right now. But I'm not think, knocking that whole team itself, but it's just that when I watch the broadcast, NASCAR on Fox likes to make a big deal about this track out scene. I'm just like, yeah, but they really, you know, they bought some, they bought a lot of stuff from Chip Ganassi. Like, what it's they, not a what, Cinderella team. <laughs> what did they buy from Chip Ganassi that's relevant in the 2022 season with the Gen 7 car? I'm saying they, get, they probably got assets. They probably got crew, you know, people that worked on the cars, crew members or something. I mean, it's just, I, I don't like that they're making them sound like such a Cinderella team. I just don't really think they're really that. How much of a Cinderella team they are. Justine and Daniel Suarez are both great drivers. <laughs> they are. I, I think they're they're both great drivers. And to, going back to Charlie's point right here, Ty Dillon is doing very well this season. I think he's had time to develop in the Cup Series, and now he knows how to drive these tracks and get up there to the front. Now he's not running top ten every weekend, but he's running better than he has back in a few years ago, especially in the thirteen car. 
But Austin, what do you think? What do you think about? What do you think about the? First of all, I mean, not to talk about Ty Gibbs because we haven't heard Preston's opinion on Ty Gibbs. But what do you think about the Xfinity race at Dover? I really enjoyed it. Uh, Jr. Junior Motorsports there. I don't know what they got cooking, but it's it's good. They, I wouldn't say all four of them are going to go to the championship, but I'm pretty sure two of them are. So I just they keep on growing every race, have decent finishes. I really enjoyed the Xfinity race. I'm glad Josh Berry got him a win. Um, now I'm saying Merrill getting a win and Justin Allgaier. I think I think it'll be decent the rest of the year for them. Yeah, and I feel like uh, Allgaier's right there. And I ain't say it. I wasn't a fan of of Sam Mayer. I'm still not 100% on board with Sam Mayer. I feel like a lot of it might be the equipment that he's in. He's running a lot more consistent this year than he was. Uh, I feel like Allgaier Allgaier is right there. And within the next, you know, two, three races, Allgaier's going to have him a win. Uh, I, I would dare say three of the four cars will be in the playoffs for sure. No doubt. Yeah, and Josh Berry winning. Very good on him. Very good for Junior Motorsports this weekend. And the Xfinity race was a good race overall. Like I said, there's not one instance where I could pick out from the Xfinity race and say that's what made the weekend. I think there were a lot of good storylines. Ty Gibbs didn't win. Junior Motorsports showed up and played. And if they play like that every weekend from now until the playoffs, I think they're in great shape. What would happen? I don't know. There's too many variables coming up. There's too many, you know, Junior Motorsports hasn't been consistent like that. This is just a one-off race. Just not a season by one race, but by the season overall, I feel. But the cup race. The cup race is really what I wanted to talk about. There are a few things that happened there as far as Denny Hamlin losing a wheel. And it's happened before. It's happened to Bubba Wallace at Coda. It happened to BJ McLeod. A lot of teams prior to this, and this isn't the question of the week, but it's a question I feel like that needs brought up. Is the is the penalty for a loose tire? Does that punishment meet meet the crime where the tire changer and carrier gets suspended as well as the crew chief for four races? No, I don't think the crew chief should be suspended. I think if you're going to suspend anybody, just do the changer and carrier. I, I think that's I think that's enough. Um, if anything, just do the changer uh, because in the end, he's the one. I, I take that back. Do the, do the changer and the carrier because the carrier in the end is the one that is supposed to hang that tire and hold it in place on the old days until that first lug nut was tight because then he could let go while the changer hit the other four. Now, the new this new style, he's got to hold it the whole time. So this may very well be a case where it's, a, it's, it, it's still a habit where the carrier is just letting go too soon and that tire is just coming off of because we've are you know just coming off of those little uh notches because we've we've are there's really no reason why these tires should be coming off like this we've already seen we've already seen where on these hubs there's little notches and there's there's holes in these there, there's technically little studs that these wheels sit on and then there's just one lug nut that hold them on and I think that anybody that thinks that these one lug nut designs is just unsafe is wrong. As, as against this design as I was to begin with, um, and I, you know, I'm not necessarily all for it. I'm just saying from a safety aspect. Now that I, you know, that I've seen it and I've read into it, it's not unsafe at all. I mean, if that was the case, IndyCar 
and Formula One wouldn't do it. Formula One definitely wouldn't do it at freaking 200 mile an hour. You know, I, I don't think it's unsafe. I think it's just a time where old habits haven't quite died yet. And the changers, you know, it's just such a, you're trying to make up so much time on pit road, gains positions. The, in a hurry. Yep, absolutely. And the carriers, the tire carriers that are hanging those tires are going to have to hold it a little bit longer and make sure that that changer has time to make sure that that, that one lug nut is good and tight before they let go of it and not just as soon as they hit it. Because it is. It's taking a little bit longer to spin that one instead of just that one little lug nut, and then they go hit the other four. My opinion, and I may be just you know dead wrong on all that, I don't think it's unsafe. I don't think the penalty is too steep, you know, for maybe the changer and the carrier. I do think it's too steep from the aspect of firing the crew chief, uh, or not firing him, but suspending him. My opinion, hate it, love it, I don't care, whatever. No, I, I agree with you on the crew chief because hell, he's sitting up top and he, he's not pulling the tire off, he's not putting it on, and he ain't turning the gun. So if it's going to be anybody, it'd be the changer and the guy trying to lugging it up. All right, what about you, Preston? What do you think? Is the penalty too steep for a loose wheel? <clears throat> I think it's too long. I, I think maybe two weeks would probably suffice, but I feel like four is a little bit excessive. But if they're trying to drive home the fact that these guys going to need to make sure that they're you know, they're doing their jobs, and I can understand from that standpoint, but I feel that four weeks is probably a bit way too long. I feel two weeks would probably work. <laughs> and the crew chief doesn't need to be suspended either. I don't understand why they feel like they have to go after him if he's sitting up on the pit box. Yeah, and I agree with that. I feel like two weeks is probably a more fair judgment for the crew chief because the last thing NASCAR wants, and I think why this penalty is so steep the way it is with the tire and carrier, or the changer and carrier being affected by it, is the last thing NASCAR wants is that tire going into the grandstands, going into the RV camps there at the infield of whatever track it is, and hitting a spectator, hitting a track worker, hitting a photographer, hitting anybody with a tire is not good. Preston, I don't know if you saw it, but a few years ago in Formula One, a loose wheel came off of a car in the pits and hit a cameraman. And those tires are heavy. Those tires will severely hurt, if not kill an individual, damage property. And NASCAR doesn't want that. I think that's why the penalty is so steep. But I'm with you, Preston. I think it's really steep for the crew chief. To Charlie's point, the tire carrier and the changer need to be on the same page. But changing out an elite pit crew member like that, I think will ultimately affect the race team as a whole because then you're bringing in two guys from the Xfinity Series or a backup crew or developmental pit crew and saying, now you're going to be in a high-pressure situation to change your tires and do it effectively. And if you don't, you're going to get suspended. But if you also, if you don't, we're going to be it's going to affect us on the racetrack. And I feel like that could be just as detrimental as a a mistake on pit road that causes a loose wheel. Having an inexperienced pit crew, because those guys in the pit crew level at the Cup Series especially are elite. It's like Formula One. If if the left front changer for, let's say, Charles Leclerc right now, Preston, were to be replaced because of a penalty, I think that would the ripple effect would affect the overall pit stop for the team. And I think it's... Too steep, I think maybe that's more on the teams, the pit crew coaches and the pit crews practicing throughout the week. But 
I, I see everybody's. I'll say one more thing. Most of these teams have a pit coach, so it's not necessarily the crew chief training these pit crews. It's a actual coach that's back at the shop to suspend the crew chief because of something the pit coach did is kind of out of well, the way, out of the way. Well, my thing is our. our- Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Set your future in motion at Chicago State University with over 70 degree and certificate programs, ample scholarship opportunities, and vibrant campus life. Chicago State University is Chicago's number one most affordable public university with a diverse faculty, small class sizes, and almost 50 student organizations, including NCAA Division I Athletics. At Chicago State, we provide you with the tools you need to succeed. Visit csu.edu slash admissions to learn how you can earn your freshman year tuition free you know i don't really know what the weekends consist of these days but are crews practicing at the track itself no these days well, okay then there you go that that could be maybe a reason why because in formula one those guys are practicing get all weekend long practically i mean they're, they're no, practicing they, even yeah, when they're drivers pra- are practicing yeah they're practicing pretty much monday through whenever they fly out to the track so probably i think, like that, I think that's that's where you might get your mistakes from then so they're probably practicing like two or three days then, Monday, Tuesday, and possibly Wednesday. But they've had a whole last year to practice as well. They knew it was going to be single lug nut. I mean, now now what? Still the same thing, though. Um, at some point in time, it's muscle memory. You know, where Formula One's been doing this for years, it's muscle memory for these guys. you got to fix it. And if it was such a big issue, we'd see more tires come off by now. No, I agree with you there. If it was, if so, this was a single point of failure, which it and, is, we'd see more I, issues. I think that's why it's such a steep penalty. I mean, if NASCAR real, if it was, if it legit was a mechanical issue, I really feel like NASCAR would have already addressed it. Agreed, and that's why I just don't think it's a mechanical issue. I think it is a a legit you've made a mistake on pit road and you're going to pay the price for it now. I, I, agree. I don't think nobody's gotten popped with that penalty twice. Have they? Not that I know of. Yeah. They're one and done. Once, I mean, there it is. Yeah, Once, once you've gotten popped with it once, my gosh, you hold that son of a gun on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no good points to everybody's point there. I, I really, I like everybody's opinion. I like having a four-panel discussion. This is actually quite fun here. Now, now moving on to the cup race. Your one, mom's fun. Thank you. Yeah, running, running to the cup race here. Uh, Chase Elliott, Charlie's favorite driver of all time, better than Dale Earnhardt Jr., better than Dale Earnhardt combined, has won the race. Thoughts on that, gentlemen? First win in the season, all four Hendrick cars now locked into the playoffs here. Is this good or bad for Hendrick? Does Hendrick... Develop nope. the car. He's uh he he's locked in and leading the points. So not only was he leading the points because of consistency, but now he's locked in. Now Hendrick can just try stuff with this new car from here on out. Agreed. That's where I was going with it. Is this Hendrick's time to develop the car for the playoffs? And we're gonna start off with 
Austin here. Austin, what do you think? Is Hendrick now kind of on autopilot to the end of the regular season and right now looking forward to the playoffs? Yeah, I'm, I'm agree and say yes. Uh, I got all four drivers in, so start testing now instead of two weeks before the championship race or the playoffs. So I'm, I'm going to say yes. They're going to start trying new stuff. All right, what about you, Preston? Uh, yes and no. I think maybe they need to push it a little bit for a couple more weeks and then maybe try and start testing some stuff out. Okay. I, I'll say uh, you do test stuff, but you also don't want to just start testing stuff, falling out of races, and wind up in a, a rut and a slump that regardless, oh, well, I was just testing this or I was just testing that, but you can you can tell yourself that all you want to, but it starts weighing on you after a while. And, and you don't want to carry that type of momentum and, and you don't want to you don't want your team carrying that type of momentum going into the playoffs either so sure you do try stuff uh, maybe you know a little differently uh, set up wise during the race and stuff like that but you don't overdo it and start falling out of races or you know DNFs or you still want to finish races and you still want to be competitive. You just don't want to carry negative momentum going into the playoffs as well just because, oh, well, I was just trying stuff. Okay, no, they're yeah, still, they're still going to want to get points. You get extra points for wins and stage wins and stuff like that. They're going to want to get as many points as they can before the playoffs start because you head into the playoffs with extra points. Depending on, you know, I can't remember what all it is. I, I think Hendrick is going to be not to my point. I'm going to go back on what I said earlier about being on autopilot. I don't think they're going to be on autopilot. To Preston's point, they're going to gain as many points as they can to secure at all, through all rounds of the playoffs because those playoffs points do create a buffer and insurance policy should something happen at a Darlington or a Bristol or a Roval or Talladega. There's a lot of variables right there, and I think Hendrick Motorsports banks up on those as much as they can. But biggest surprise of the weekend for me is the driver who qualified first, Chris Bosher, finishing in the top ten. Uh, does this mean RFK is kind of starting to figure it out? Or, I mean, I know they haven't met my expectations, but have they met anybody else's expectations as well? Absolutely not. I think you need to see uh, maybe a three or four race span of consistent runs before you say, okay, well, maybe they're starting to figure things out and, and get, some, get some momentum going here. So I think one race that the team, the two-car team, runs decent is not enough to say, oh, look at that. They turned the page. Here we go. Yeah, because they can be great this weekend and trash next weekend. Right, kind of like we brought up with the junior motorsports cars this last weekend at Dover. Just because they ran four cars in the top five doesn't mean when they go to Darlington this weekend they're going to be running four cars in the top five or top four. Right. That was pretty much Dover in a nutshell right there. And I'm going to leave it up to whoever wants to chime in first. Race of the weekend for you guys. Hell, I'll go first. Xfinity, I really enjoyed it. Cut racing, I mean, they were both great races. I just enjoyed the Xfinity race a lot more. Yeah, Xfinity uh, race was fun to watch. I'm glad to see Barry get his uh, win, first win of this season. I think he's got a lot more in store for this year. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go with Xfinity season, uh, race. All right. Preston, what about you? I think I'd have to probably say the cup race. Okay, why is that? I, um, for once, actually enjoyed a cup race that had battles all throughout the field. I thought it was, 
I thought it was just good. It felt kind of good old fashioned Dover racing. If you kind of catch my yeah, drift, I, from, I catch you know, drift. Early two thousands, maybe so, or you know, late two thousands. And Charlie, what about you? I'm gonna say the Cup race only because now that Ross Chastain is running decent, he might actually be getting himself some rivals. Uh, one being Martin Truex Jr. Now, Martin Truex Jr. approached him after the race and talked about what he did there, racing hard. I didn't see anything wrong with Ross Chastain did because back a few years ago, it was a while ago, actually, when Tony Stewart was racing, Tony Stewart had probably the same conversation with Martin Truex Jr. that Martin Truex Jr. had with Ross Chastain. Chastain wanted that position more. It's tough to pass in the Cup Series, especially with these new cars, I feel. It was at the end of the race in the last lap, so... So what? I, I get it. I just, you know, you, you look, you're running better. You, you're running up front. You're definitely going to make some enemies now. I just, you know, I, that's what I like about Sunday's race is you start seeing some different people start making some enemies. Yep, and I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to join Team Austin here and say the Xfinity Series was great for me. St. Junior Motorsports running four cars in the top five. Very tough to do before an organization. Junior Motorsports, not saying they're going to run like that the rest of the season but I, it's a good boost in winning the sales going to probably one of the toughest tracks that we have coming up on the schedule and that is the lady in black darlington south carolina this weekend and preston's wheelhouse the formula one grand prix from miami and we're going to start off with formula one because preston hasn't been here in a while preston being the formula one guy of the show how excited are you to see formula one at miami it's definitely going to be, I guess you could say, fun because they they're going into kind of an unknown. But I mean, I, I don't really know how I feel much about the track itself. It just seems like a lot of straightaway speed to me, and that I don't really like that. I need more. I don't know. I just they're gonna be running fast. It's just not gonna be as uh, more of a um, challenge, I guess you could say. It's gonna be a lot of speed. I feel like this is gonna be up Mercedes wheelhouse probably. I think Mercedes is. They're going to reel themselves back in this week. I'm not saying that they're going to win. Maybe a podium finish for George Russell or Lewis Hamilton, per se. But I think this is going to be more of a Mercedes wheelhouse kind of deal. But I think overall, it's overall, it should be, it's just going to be exciting because, you know, we're going Miami and then next year they're going to be racing in Vegas. So, yeah, you know, the United States is it's starting to become a little bit popular in the United States more and more. And I kind of have to agree with Lewis Hamilton. He was on a, uh, I think it was Good Morning America. I think it was today. He, you know, said that the drive to survive is kind of contributing to Formula One, kind of making its way more and more into the states, and I can see why it was a big thing for the first couple of seasons. Now, not so much, but I mean, that's how I really got into it more and more was thanks to that. So, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens this weekend. The Miami Grand Prix ticket is by far one of the toughest tickets to get a hold of right now which shows that it is a popular sport, Formula One coming over and now colliding with NASCAR. Of course, you can watch NASCAR in the afternoon and the Miami Grand Prix probably in the morning. I have to, I'll give you the times there. There might be a little bit of conflict of interest, but I feel like the numbers for the Formula One race will outdo the numbers for the Darlington race. That's just my prediction. But, Charlie, what do you think? Formula One Grand Prix in Miami and Austin as well. What do you guys doing what are you thinking what are you expecting i'm i'm just expecting an overall good race first time at this track i think it's going to be a good show and it's going to be renewed indefinitely i feel like it's probably going to be a a, a good race 
I've been seeing a little bit of photos or a little bit of video from, I guess, uh, Max Verstappen turning some hot laps there. We'll see what happens. I don't know who all has gotten to turn hot laps there. It's hard to say who's going to pick. It's going to be a brand new track to everybody. Um, So, you know, like Preston said, this might be a chance for Mercedes to maybe turn their season around a little bit. I don't know that it's going to be Lewis Hamilton that does that. It may be a Russell. So I still, I'm going to say Ferrari gets another win this weekend, though, to be honest with you. We'll get to the picks, uh, our race winners. Uh, towards oh, well, the, excuse uh, me. I thought that's what we're doing. No, Jesus. I know. Before the final thoughts here. But, Austin, what do you think? What are you expecting to see out of the Miami Grand Prix? I know you're a newer Formula One fan. The first time at this track for any type of or, any type of sports organization, especially automotive. What are you expecting to see? Your mom. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience watching the F1 stuff. Um, I just hope to watch a good race. The first one I watched last weekend. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. I enjoyed it. I think it's going to come down between Red Bull and Ferrari again. So, I hope it's going to be a good race. Yeah, I hope so, too. And then we get to the Lady in Black, Darlington, South Carolina. Unfortunately, I will not be there this weekend. For one, I have to work. And two, even if I didn't work, I'm not going to miss my wife's first Mother's Day and, and go to a NASCAR race. I would if I could, but I can't, so I won't. Gentlemen, what do you expect to see at Darlington from all three series, Truck, Xfinity, and Cup? We'll start off with Preston because I know he's short on time here. He's got to go hit the kiddos to daycare here. But, Preston, what do you think? about this weekend at Darlington? I think it should, I mean, it'll be your typical throwback weekend. It'll throw some excitement in there. We might see some, I think we'll see pretty good racing, especially with the way the new car is. Not really too sure about the truck series so much. I think it'll, I think the race of the weekend will probably be either Xfinity or Cup. I think the trucks will still be exciting. I'm planning on going to see the trucks at least on Friday night. Right, so I can you. at least see some kind of racing this weekend since yep. I won't be able to make it on Sunday. But uh, I think it, it, it'll be your typical throwback weekend. There'll be some excitement in there. And Charlie, Austin, thoughts on this weekend? What do, what do, you, what do we expect to see? Uh, yeah, I always like the Dalton throwback race, uh, all the cool throwback paint schemes. Always decent racing to me. I feel like the truck race is always a good race. I hope Xfinity keeps on knocking out the door on great races. And this new next-gen car, it's going to be a good race. All right, Charlie, what do you think? I wish I could say the Truck Series race was going to be a good race, but a lot of Truck Series races have been um, letdowns this year. So you kind of have to rely on the Xfinity Series or the Cup Series to be your races of the week. I really want to say with the way – 
racing has been in the Cup Series, that this is going to be a good race in the Cup Series this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. But if not, then, you know, the Xfinity Series usually never lets you down at, at Darlington. I think all three series are going to be good. There is an X factor in there. However, with the next-gen car, their tires, and how they're going to handle the abrasive surface of Darlington, I feel like that's going to throw a wrench in things. I feel like it's going to be interesting to watch. I expect all three series to bring it, especially at Darlington. Throwback weekend. It's going to be a 400-mile race by 500-mile race like we are used to seeing at Darlington for the Southern 500. Preston and I were there last year for this race. It was a good race, mainly dominated by Martin Truex Jr. So I'm curious to see if cars out front will stay out front like they did last year. But real quick, before we get into our final thoughts here, race predictions as far as winners for the Formula One race, truck Xfinity and Cup race. We're going to start off with Preston because he's short on time here. Preston, who do you got winning this weekend at Miami and Darlington for NASCAR? All right, so Miami, I I think... It'll probably be Ferrari. I'm going to say Charles Leclerc, but I'm also going to put George Russell and Lando Norris up there on a podium. I think Red Bull struggles once again, I think mainly with their their power issues. I think uh, they're going to have some problems again this week, and I dare to say maybe even Max Verstappen does not get another uh, race finish. I think he gets a DNF for some odd forsaken reason. Lewis Hamilton probably still struggles, so George Russell will probably be carrying the weight of Mercedes as he has been doing. As far as trucks goes, I don't really, you know, I don't really, I haven't really gotten to see most of the truck series this year, but I would have to probably go with uh, Zane Smith probably getting a win for front row. Why not? As far as Xfinity, kind of a toss up again. I think Noah, I, I feel like Noah Gregson would probably have the most, the best chance this weekend, but I expect a, a good race overall. I'm sure Ty Gibbs will probably be somewhere up there near the front. Maybe Justin Allgaier, too. I've kind of been hoping Justin Allgaier. Justin Allgaier's been kind of doing, you know, better. I really would like to see him win more, but I think Noah Gregson probably gets it done. As far as Cup Series, though, man, I've been wrestling with this one all afternoon trying to figure it out. I really have this odd feeling that it's either going to be, I think it's going to be Kyle Busch. I really do. I have this really weird feeling that Kyle Busch wins this weekend. Well, when you have those weird feelings, you haven't been wrong. Really, rarely have you been wrong, I should say. And I'm surprised you didn't pick, uh, pick for the truck series Spencer Boyd since you got some of his throwback here coming in the mail and you had that Twitter interaction with him. Yeah, I'm going to be I'll be rooting for him, but I, I, think, uh, I think Zane Smith probably pulls this one out. All right, Preston. Well, appreciate it, man. If you got to go take the kiddos and take care of the family, go ahead, man. Really do appreciate you being on the show. Wish you could be a part of the final thoughts, but understand why you can't. So, really do appreciate you being on the show, Charlie. Who do you have winning this weekend for Formula One and NASCAR? Perez and F1. And then moving on to NASCAR, the truck series. That's tough. I'll have to go with, who was it in 52? Stuart Friesen. Yeah, Stuart Friesen. So, Stuart Friesen is my pick in the truck series. Fendi series, I'm going with Allgaier. And Cup Series, I think Elliott gets his second win of the season. All right, good picks there. Very solid picks. Austin, what do you predict to who will win this weekend? I think Preston saw my notebook somewhere because he picked my truck race and my Xfinity race <laughs> picks. I think it's okay to pick the same drivers here, so don't feel bad if you pick the same drivers. Great minds think alike. <laughs> F1, still get into it. I'm going to go with Verstappen. Truck. I'm going to go with, like he said, Zane Smith. 
Xfinity, like he said, no Gregson. Cup, I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. All right, solid picks there. Now, for me, I don't feel like Ferrari gets it done this weekend, although they're running very well. I think George Russell gets his first win in Formula One this this weekend at the Miami Grand Prix. With Mercedes. With Mercedes. Matt DiBenedetto. I'm feeling Matt DiBenedetto in the truck series. He hasn't been running great, but mm. I feel like he knows the track well enough, especially from his experience in the Cup Series, to be a contender for that race. For the Xfinity race, I'm going to go opposite of all of you, and I feel like the the, the dark horse of this year is probably Ryan Sieg. And I think Ryan Sieg wins this weekend at, the, at Darlington for the Xfinity Series. For the Cup Series, it's a little more difficult. Last year, we saw Martin Trex Jr. dominate. Kyle Larson was the only one who could kind of keep up with him. And even then, it really wasn't a Kyle Larson show. It was a Martin Truex-dominated show. But I'm going to have to say Tyler Reddick. Having a good run there in RCR. Doing very well. And I think he gets his first career win in the Cup Series at the Lady in Black Darlington this weekend. And the schedule breaks down like this. Friday, May 6th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. It's going to be the Darlington Race for the Truck Series. Saturday, May 7th at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1 is going to be the Xfinity Race from Darlington. Sunday, May 8th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is going to be the Cup Race from Darlington. And the much-anticipated Formula 1 Grand Prix from Miami will be Sunday, May 8th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's on ESPN, and watch out NASCAR. you got some competition here from Formula One and a much-anticipated Miami Grand Prix. First race there at the Miami Hard Rock Cafe circuit, I believe it is. It's going to be a fun race to watch DVR1 or watch the Formula One race and catch the second half of the cup race. Me, personally, I'm going to be watching the cup race, but gentlemen, anything else before we get into our final thoughts here? Nope. No, I'm good. All right, let's get into our final thoughts. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR skiers to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, that's where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts here on Rambling About Racing. Preston was kind enough to stick around for this. Our final thoughts segment, Preston, thanks for being back here, man. Glad to have you back. Hopefully here consistently throughout the next course of the season, I should say. It's, it, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Got a lot of driver interviews lined up here. So stick around 
especially next week. We got a great guest coming on next week. Make sure to stick around for that episode. And we got a mid-season review collaboration with the guys from Quick Pick Podcast we're going to be talking about. They were at the Dar- uh, the Dover race right there. Looking forward to that. But we're going to leave it up to you, Preston, and you alone. Do you want to start off with our This Week in NASCAR, our fantasy standings, or our question of the week? I say question of the week, but I don't don't let me sway your vote. Sway your decision. <laughs> I want to hear the the, the fantasy standings because right. uh, I'm starting to uh, creep back toward the top. All right, Charlie. Following the race at Do- uh, Dover this weekend, what is our updated fantasy standings? All right, starting from the bottom. Uh, Sydney twelfth is forty three and me with fifteen hundred and forty points. Eleventh uh, is Z Cleve seven with fifteen hundred and forty six. Uh, sitting tenth is Smoking Woody, who is also our forward representative. With 1,574. Ninth is our Toyota representative, Summers Racing, 1,695. Eighth is B9 3 with 1,763. Seventh is our Chevrolet representative, Super Sumo 32 with 1,773. Sixth is Ogbeam 22. Yes. 1,807. Five is SMR RD, 1,848. Fourth is S Blades at eighteen hundred and sixty-eight points. Third is SMR Operations at eighteen hundred and seventy. Second is Matt Camper at nineteen hundred and twenty-eight points. Shout out to our Patreon. Yep. First is yours truly, moi, at two thousand forty-one points. Now I see why Preston wanted to have those read out because he's creeping up there in the top three. He's looking at taking over Matt Camper's spot. That's right. Everybody keep their head on a swivel. <laughs> yep, he is. He is fifty. Terms, buddy. He is, he is fifty-eight points back from second. All right. Well, good luck, Preston. And I, I like I said, I'm I'm going to catch everybody in pass. But you're a long way with. back from first, cowboy. Yeah, I made some bad decisions here during the Dover race, Austin. Since Preston's here, I want you to read our question of the week this week. It's a good one. We were going to use it last week, but then we called an audible. So question of the week this week from Austin Reeves for this week here at Ramblin' About Racing. Yeah, um, so question of the week is, if co-host member Charlie Herkus had to give a post-race interview after a bad race, which NASCAR driver would he sound like? Okay, and I, I like that. We were going to use that last week, decided against it at the last minute here, but Preston, I figured you wanted to hear that before you left so you could marinate in that for a week and then come back yeah, i definitely go. have to marinate on that one boy that's a that's a really good one i mean the obvious answer <laughs> is right there and i'm not going to tell anybody what the obvious answer is but i know what austin and i are thinking and now that charlie's heard it for the second week in a row he probably knows what we're thinking and we're just going to bust his chops about that and that was our question of the week this week from rambling about race not really racing related but it's okay there is there is no interview that would sound like me no there no. there is oh, there is there is, and, and I can't wait to say it next week for our 130th episode, I believe. Let me double-check that here real quick. I hope the Twitter blows up. And I hope they it. tag the driver for that because that would be just so funny. So let us know what you think, and it's our 129th episode. Or no, 130th episode next week. So, yeah, for 130th episode, it's going to be a good one. And this week in NASCAR, we go back to May 1st, 1983. Richard Petty noses out Benny Parsons and Lake Speed in a three-way finish to bag the Winston 500 at Talladega, Phil Parsons' Pontiac flips a dozen times in a lap 72 crash that involved 11 cars. So this week in NASCAR, May 1st, 1983, Richard Petty wins at Talladega. And that would do it for this week's show. Gentlemen, 
Anything else before we wrap it up here this week? I'm good, buddy. All right. Austin? I'm good, too. And Preston, first time being back in a while. Really do appreciate your time and showing up, man. Anything else? Uh, No, 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 nothing else. All right. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week, whether, again, you're on your regular podcast platform or on Burns Radio. Really do appreciate the support. And just hearing talk, us talk about racing, really do enjoy this show. Really do enjoy Austin Reeves being here. Hopefully, he'll be back more so in the future, as well as Preston Mood back again. I'd like to thank our partners for the show, Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do, for not only for Burns Radio, but for us here at Rambling About Racing. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All those can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com. For Charlie Herkus, Chuck8384, Austin Reeves, and Preston Lude, at P. Luda on Twitter, I'm Matt Beamer, Beamer 22 on Twitter. Stay safe and have a good rest of the week. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings and choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See storebelltire.com for details. Restrictions apply. Now open in Orland Park.